Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show with your host, Autumn Miles. Autumn is an author, speaker, wife, and mother. She's the founder and CEO of The Blush Network and the author of Appointed. Autumn's vision is to engage our culture with the bold truth of God coupled with raw faith. Now here's your host, Autumn Miles. Hey, this is Autumn with The Autumn Miles Show. How are you doing out there today? Man, it's a good day already. We have an incredible, incredible guest today. Um, Kind of obsessed with everything that God has done in his life. Nick Vujicic is with us today, uh, founder of Life Without Limbs. We're going to talk to him in just a second. He has released a new book. And just what God has done with his life is absolutely unbelievable. Hang on. I'm going to, I'm going to, we're going to start talking to him in about a second, about a minute. Um, Thank you guys for reaching out to us. I am being stopped everywhere with just you guys saying how much you love the show. And I'm I'm so grateful that you do. Um, You know, I was stopped on Sunday by this, um, by this precious couple and um, who, who are regular listeners of the show. And um, just was blown away by how, you know, you never know who you reach through this microphone and um, was blown away by, by all the things that they're, that they were saying about the show. And just, you know, the fact that they listen very regularly is amazing. So just thank you out there to you for listening. Um, also, uh, we are accepting any sort of donation. We, you know, I have a, such a huge vision for this show, bold truth, raw faith. That is what we are about. Y'all know. Um, and we, we, we genuinely, um, appreciate every dollar that comes through, um, to help support the show. If, if God's laid it on your heart, listen, no pressure. Okay. God's going to take care of, of us. But if God has laid it on your heart, or if you are a regular uh, listener to the show, we had someone a couple days ago, um, donate with just a really, really sweet, uh, email. Um, if that's you, if you listen, if God has challenged you with the show, um, please head over to my website, autumnmiles.com and you can click the donate button and you can either give reoccurring or one time, you know, um, it's amazing what God can do through a show, through our social media, through the different avenues of ministry that we do. Um, just very recently had a girl, um, who was pregnant and we were able to counsel her. She was uh, contemplating abortion and we were able to really challenge her and, um, tell her what got the truth of God's word, what God says about life. Um, and it was just such an amazing transformation. So ever in her heart and in her mind. So every time you give, that's what it's going, it's going towards. It's going to us reaching the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the hope that lies in him. So I don't want to take up any more time with any um, with any announcements. Uh, you know, I've already announced Nick Vujicic is on our show today. I just I just want to kind of give you guys the span of his influence and what God has done for him. I'm going to read this straight off of my notes. It says in the last 15 years, Vujicic has had the privilege of sharing the gospel in 68 nations, you guys. With more than 8 million people, he's spoken to 17 presidents. Amazing. Addressed 10 national governments, encouraged students at 900 schools, and given hope to prisoners and victims of human trafficking. His his YouTube videos have been viewed more than 600 million times. Um, That's incredible. Welcome to the show, Nick. How are you? 
Good, Autumn. How are you? I'm so good. I'm so happy to be on. You know, I told my team we're gonna we were gonna have you on the show, and they were so excited because I think everyone just respects the ministry that God has given you to do. I mean, you are reaching the world. You are reaching the world with the gospel. And um, man, we all respect you. We're all big fans of yours and really big fans of the work that Jesus is is doing in your life and through your life. Um, Tell me about this new book that you have out, Be the Hands and Feet. Tell me all about that. Autumn, it's it's a joy uh, to be on the show with you and to... um inspire my brothers and sisters out there to know that Jesus said, how will people be saved unless they receive him? How can they receive him unless someone tells them? How can someone, uh, uh, you know, tell them unless someone sends them? Mm. And so it's this domino chain effect of um, family and, and really the mission that God gave us, which is the Great Commission. And the Great Commission is to go out and preach the gospel to every single soul and make disciples. And so this book um, actually captures all the ministry's uh, activities and the really cool stories of how when you are somebody that is faithful with the small given and and the opportunities to share the love of God with with the, the least of these, if you will, and every opportunity and and friends and work colleagues and strangers, that then God really stirs up our hearts like never before to really love even people that we, we've never met before and, and have the compassion for them like Jesus has compassion, to let them know that there is an invisible God who loves them, a heaven that is real and beautiful and uh, a heavenly Father that stands at the door and, and knocks and, and waits to come into their life, heal them, transform them, give them peace and joy, and really everything their soul is looking for. Mm, isn't that amazing? I mean, I think in the past couple of weeks with the passing of, you know, the great Billy Graham, I know it was it was quite a shock. Um, I, I mean, it wasn't a shock because, I mean, he was he was up in age, you know, he was 99 years old. But um, I don't know. I don't know about you, but but my Instagram of everyone that I follow and, you know, just social media was just a buzz with the importance of the gospel. Um, and so this book, I think, really speaks directly into that. Uh, you know, Billy Graham clearly was not afraid of confronting darkness with the hope that's found in Jesus Christ. So this book kind of comes right into play and, and really was released. I mean, and just, I mean, isn't God's timing perfect, Nick, isn't it amazing when this book was released um, just to really piggyback on, on Dr. Graham's legacy. It's amazing. Um, uh, I, I don't, I think that back is so hard to piggyback on. I'm thankful that though at this time, America's, realizing, you know, the, one of the greatest evangelists that has ever lived has gone home. And, and the question is, well, you know, who's next? It's not about who's next. It's about all of us yes. um, actually taking up the calling mm. um, and, and the ability that God gives us all to, to reach out and be the hands and feet. And, I mean... Um, I just I want everyone to understand it's not just Billy Graham or right. um, uh, Greg Laurie or Franklin Graham who are evangelists, and we all can be the hands and feet. And 
uh, in my book, I, I talk about that and, and how everyday people must understand that every day is a gift. And God is always waiting for opportunities for you to share the gospel, share your story. Everyone has a story, but most believers don't know how to share it. Most believers don't even know how to present the gospel clearly in three minutes. And so this is kind of like a a call to action to say, hey, do you know Jesus? Then get ready to be able to come to a point that you can share with somebody who you were before you met Jesus and what happened after. I love that. I love that you said that. I think a lot of people, it's almost like, I know, especially in America, and I know that you have traveled the country and, and you know, not even from America, right? You're from Australia, aren't you? <laughs> um, it is amazing how, we, we, how we're missing this fact. Listen, it's not just for our pastors. The, God gave the great commission, Jesus gave the great commission to all of us. It is all of our responsibilities to evangelize and to make disciples. Um, it's, it's all of our responsibilities to do that. Uh, love, love that. I want to talk to you. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, that's okay. I didn't know if you wanted me to, to join me and go for it. No, no, go ahead. We want, you're on, you're on the show. I want to hear what you have to say. Absolutely. No, no, no. Go. Next question. No problem. <laughs> well, I, I was going to kind of go into this tent revival, um, that I find absolutely fascinating. Um, you know, talking about Billy Graham and just, just his enormous influence, you had a dream to do a, a tent revival. Can, can you tell us about your tent evangelistic ministry? By the grace of God, um, this 8,000-person tent, six to 8,000-person tent, uh, was, was a dream wherein it's a neutral ground, and after the outreach, we can do discipleship classes. And the first one was a pilot, basically, where we saw 5,000 come through the tent. Uh, 369 gave their life to Jesus. 110 came back for discipleship cl- classes that were cell group-led leaders of local churches to then plug them back into the local church. Mm-hmm. And so by the grace of God, later this year in Southern California, that big tent will be pitched up. We will, God willing, see at least 60,000 come through the tent, 6,000 give their life to Jesus, 3,000 go through discipleship classes, and at least 1,000 baptized in the ocean here in California in one day. I still would never say that's revival. Mm. I'm just saying, finally, let's come together and, and let's cast the net and let's preach the gospel. Billy Graham told me face-to-face, never preach down on other religions, preach the gospel. The gospel is more than enough. And I feel like, Autumn, this is the time to wake up America, go back to the original gospel, forget about asking God now what he can do for you right after you just finished a prayer to say, I surrender in your will, not mine. Mm. Request whatever desires you have. But man, if you don't even have a top 10 desire to see other lost come into heaven, I don't know if you've actually been presented the gospel properly. Wow, that was powerful. Okay, so can I can I ask you a little bit more about this revival thing? What do you think has gone wrong in America to where, um, where we are so? And I, I mean, I, I just I have my own theory, but I, I want to hear from you. This is very interesting. What do you think has gone wrong? Um, where we are so obsessed with God? What can you give me rather than? 
literally having a burning passion for our friends about the gospel of Jesus Christ. When you look at 1901, 1902, 1903, you see that that broke out way bigger than a brand of somebody, something, some movement, some church, some blah, blah, blah. Um, it, it, it came out of the brokenness and desperation of the souls of people crying out for God to move <coughs> in the rawest way, in the most raw, stripping way. God came. The thriving era of America Church, we were the most and are the most uh, generous country um, but the Catholics were the most generous church mm. over the century. Um, when you look at what God's done in the last hundred years, um, we were thriving when we actually met the needs of people. When you, go to, when you go to places that I've been and you go talk to people in Africa and you go talk to Latin America, if you ask them simply two questions, you're going to find your answer for America. Okay. Number one question, what was the most devastating thing that has happened in the church in your continent? They're going to tell you prosperity preaching, where somebody said, come to Jesus, everything's going to be great, give us your money, um, and everything's going to be good, pray for whatever you want, and God's going to give you whatever you want. There is about 20% of believers of, in my circles who actually still believe that, and they don't say anything else apart from that to the millennials where they say, but trust that God has a better plan if he says no to your prayer. Mm. And the bottom line is, if God can't say no to my prayer, then God's not God. Mm. And yes, Jesus died for all of our sicknesses and diseases, but if Jesus healed everything, then no Christians would die of cancer. Mm. So let's bring in that reality and balance straight up where the church believed it became something in Africa and Latin America, where it was led by a person, where it was led by a church, where it was tangibly, physically, um, number one, focused, or they made the gifts the focus of ministry instead mm. of the gospel yeah. the focus on ministry. That's the devastation that Africa and Latin America is going through right now, and I explain that and be the hands and feet to keep it real mm. and holy. Don't add to the gospel. Don't subtract to the go from the gospel. The gospel is powerful, whether you talk about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, um, you know, speaking in tongues, miracles, signs and wonders. That's all up to God, and I've seen that happen. Mm. But keep it simple and let God move. Looking around at just all the people that we hear from on a regular basis and, and the Christians that contact us and the gospel has literally lost, either lost its power or is not present in uh, some of these people's lives that reach out to us. Um, the God, we know for, we know for a fact the gospel has not lost its power, but people are not they're just they don't understand the resurrection power of the Lord and um, what the gospel can do in your life uh, every single day of your life. That is the hope. That is the hope. People want to know their purpose, and they want to know this, that, and the other. And it's almost like we're bowing down to the idol of purpose 
and not understanding. It's not about your purpose. It is about the gospel of Jesus Christ and getting it out there. Um, your purpose is to love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. No greater purpose than that, yes. period. The yes. second one is to love your neighbor as yourself. And to just tell you the truth, I really believe that most church-going members are simply just distracted mm. from the most important things. I think the church is allergic to the idea of evangelism, in a sense. Mm. I, um, that's a pretty generic thing. It's pretty um, broad, but, but I just want to bring in that necessity back. Yeah. Yes, it's good to do all that we're doing, but please, let's see the gospel being preached once again. Mm. So I want to ask you about this, in the, um, and be the hands and feet. You, you include a letter written by your father, Boris, um, who's your number one Christian role model. Can you share one or two lessons that he taught you for, in your life? You know what? He, um, he always wanted me to be thankful for what I had, and he always wanted me to just stay on the road and, and not stay, stay on track and not be distracted. But um, I think he really taught me to, to not judge people. Um, and I know I'm sounding judgmental on the phone. I'm not. Mm. I'm not judging people. I am trying to just be obedient to the calling of God that as an evangelist to blow a trumpet to all of America and heed to what Jesus prayed for. Let let they be let them let they all be one. Mm. Um, let them be one in me for the kingdom of God. And so um, I I really am thankful he taught me to to not judge. He always taught me, you know, don't be quick to judge and be patient and follow your heart and love people. More than anything, just love people. Mm. Um, he taught me discipline. He taught me, he said so many things to me that I'll never forget. But um, he, he really just wanted me to, to also not lose my own joy in salvation because um, you get so distracted and so burdened with going around the world and meeting presidents and, and seeing so many faces and hearing so many burdensome stories, yet you give it back to God and you don't lose your joy. And on the front line of God's army, um, you know, keep going and, 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 and try and reach out to as many people as possible. But never forget that your own faith journey with God is number one. Your love and faith journey with your family is number two. And then reaching out to the lost is number three. Mm. Uh, beautiful. So I also want to move through it for, just for the sake of time. Um, you address some really tough questions in your book and um, that you've been asked specifically about the faith. So how do you respond to those when um, they when you know people come up to you? Maybe a millennial will come up to you. I mean, I don't know, and um, say, "Why in the world would I want to be a Christian?" What would your immediate response be to that? Sorry, I just lost the the, the question. There, say it say it again. So so you you address a bunch of tough questions in your book. Um, yeah. And I know people have asked you about the Christian faith a lot all over the all over the world. 
Um, how do you respond to those people who say, why would I want to be a Christian? Maybe someone that's listening right now, which we know yeah. that there are. What would your response be? Why should I be a Christian? <clears throat> really, the way that I come from it is is saying, helping people understand how to answer the questions um, instead of not how do I become a Christian, it's, it's why don't you? Yeah. And that's where you start. And, and where you start is, are the big five to seven questions that people have. Um, the reason why we've seen so many souls come to Jesus Christ is we believe that by the grace of God, we are effectively answering those bigger questions that are the stumbling blocks between them and Jesus Christ. Number one, mm. why is there pain in the world? Do you know how to answer that? How do you talk to somebody um, who only believes that science is real? Um, how do you talk to somebody who's been hurt by the church? Um, how do you know some? How do you talk to somebody who um, says, "I know I'm never going to be a Christian because I know Christian." Hmm. How do you talk to somebody when they say the church is just a business? And so, no one's actually giving the ABCs one, two, three, and I am not belittling the power of the Holy Spirit by bringing in knowledge. Yeah. You know, my doctor uses my dent, my, my God uses my dentist for my teeth. Um, we need to equip the believers with knowledge in how to effectively address the unspoken questions that are waiting for answers. And when one person hears that three or four of their biggest questions are answered in a 40-minute sermon, that's why 10% of the room continues to move forward, we believe. Mm. It's not just because of a story. It's not just presenting the gospel. It's presenting the gospel with exactly where the people are at, just like Apostle Paul did. Mm -hmm. And so that is basically what's in my book, Autumn. There are Top seven reasons why people don't give their life to Jesus Christ. And I unpackage it in a way that you can remember it, in a way that you can reiterate it, and provoke thought in that person who is so adamant about not being a Christian. And that's why I believe no one actually feels confident as an evangelist, because they don't know what to say. So that's why I wrote this book. Um, amazing, uh, amazing information. Before we go, I have one more question that I, I'm really interested in. Um, it was included in your kit. Um, it, you, you've traveled all across the world. We've, we've definitely covered that, but you, you recently went to Russia and there was a controversy regarding disabilities that occurred in the Russian media. What happened? <laughs> Can you talk about that a little bit? <clears throat> By the grace of God, um, I, I've been able to go to Russia several times, and um, both as a motivational speaker, and then I was on, on TV, and they allowed me to preach the gospel. Wow. Um, in preaching the gospel to 150 million people mm. uh, twice for 45 minutes each, um, because of the influence that we were having, and even no kickback from the Orthodox Church, there was a writer that basically said we need to basically never put a disabled person on TV again, never um, uplift somebody in a wheelchair 
um, talking about marriage. They should not have kids. They should not get married. They should not be a speaker. They should not be writing books. They should not be any point of influence of society because they're outcasts. In the article, when he says a couple other sentences that that he believes then balanced it all out, in his opinion, um, we said no comment, and um, they twisted those words itself. But it doesn't matter. The bottom line is people got angry in Russia that that they did that, and there's enough people who know the truth in Russia, and that guy got fired. And uh, it's just really cool to see, though, that people stand up for their own country and their own people and to see how God can use a man without arms and legs to be his hands and feet and influence society. Um, You know, it's got nothing to do with your capability. It's all about being able to go by the grace of God, available to say, yes, here I am. And when you put a geo in front of the word disabled, it spells God is able. To do what, Autumn? To do exceedingly abundantly more than you can ever ask, imagine, or attain. Amen. Amen. Wow. I cannot even believe that. That is shocking to me. I don't even know uh, how, how there's a lot more shocking things out there trust me well that is shocking to me today that the, the fact that someone would just feel so free to say or even think that like just the origin of the thought that the thought process there is unbelievable well the name of the book um is called be the hands and feet living out god's love for all of his children um you can get this book everywhere go to uh, lifewithoutlimbs.org thank you so much uh, Nick, for being on the show. You were you were challenging, passionate, and man, I dropped some major truth bombs. We really, really appreciate you being on our show today. Thank you so much. Love you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. And thank you for uh, listening out there. I know this challenged you, uh, challenged me. Wow. Uh, such an amazing voice for the gospel of Jesus Christ. We will see you tomorrow right back here on The Autumn Mile Show. Thanks so much for listening today. The Autumn Miles program is listener supported and your donation to keep it on the air is appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And with a $100 donation or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of Autumn's book, Appointed, Your Future Starts Now. Join us next time for The Autumn Miles Show on The Word, 100.7 FM.